Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. And this is the day after Christmas. And that is Brian Haydad back from a uh, vacation the week leading up to Christmas. And I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. And if you are looking for action, my goodness, this is the week to do it because you have got a ton of college football bowl games that are going on. you got an NFL game tonight with Monday Night Football. Check them out online at pearlriverresort.com or do yourself a favor and stop by the, uh, the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Rhino is in for Michael Borky today. Borky went home to South Carolina for a couple of days. I think he is planning to be back tomorrow, and uh, we're glad to be with you. You want to be a part of the conversation? Hope you'll join us in the C Spire text line uh, on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Let C Spire help you with all of your business needs. Visit them online at cspire.com dot com slash business boys good afternoon brian hey dad welcome back to the radio it is good to be back i missed you guys no yeah, not we, really did you not we missed you i mean it's, it's i i like being on the show because i like talking sports so yeah. you know i i missed that, that that part of it obviously uh but i had a good time too so all right, so you guys picked st louis for a uh for a van, uh, family vacation that's a place yeah. that a lot of people go, uh, especially in this mm-hmm. part of the country. But usually they do that in the summer, right? I mean, check mm-hmm. out some Cardinals baseball, go up in the arch, go to the zoo, do all of the things that people do in St. Louis. So what do you do in St. Louis when you go in December? Besides we did a lot of those. Th- we did a lot of those things. The, the weather really wasn't that bad until Thursday. That's when the, the snow started to come in and... Basically, at like 2 o'clock on Thursday, our vacation was over. We went back to the hotel room, and we just sort of, you know, we sat there, and that was it. Uh, but and we, we went and did it. We went, aside from going to a baseball game, we did go see the baseball stadium and got some pictures there. My wife, an avid Cubs fan, may or may not have, have given them the finger. Okay. Um, and the, and I'm going to side on the, with may have as opposed to may have not. Yeah, as you should. As okay. you should. Um, and then... uh but we went and we went and saw a lot of those attractions. The way, I mean, it was cold, but I mean, as long as you had a jacket on, you were you were fine. Yeah. So, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have a lot of expectations 
for this vacation, I was like, okay, we'll go up there and there's stuff to do. I thought St. Louis was a fantastic town. I would love to go back in the summer and maybe see the Giants up there uh, when when they play the Cardinals, or, or just to go back up there. I thought it was a a really fun town that looked like it had a lot of stuff I I didn't get to do that would be exciting. All right, so did you did you do the St. Louis City Museum that that people talk about? We did. All right, so tell me about we that. Did. I've heard great things about it, but I've never actually been. My I didn't do any research on it. And so what I thought it was and what it actually is were completely different. Okay. I thought it was like this interactive, like futuristic vi- virtual reality, you touch screens. No, no, it's none of those things. It's none of those things. It's like okay. it's like a, a, a wonderland of a junkyard, if that makes sense. It's like all this repurposed stuff that they've turned into museum exhibits and, and it, it was it was really cool. Don't get me wrong, but my expectation, I was so thrown off for like the first 20 minutes we were in there. I was like, what, what is going on with it? I did not expect what, what it was. Did you, did you do the slide that like goes outside the building and then comes back in? <laughs> I saw the slide. I did not do the slide. <laughs> did anybody yeah. in your party participate on said slide? <laughs> I think the kids had, had, a, had a run on that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. They, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed themselves. I'm not a big museum guy. But you know, a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago, we we made it was like a Thursday to Saturday, super fast trip to New York, and it rained from the time we landed on Thursday until the time we went to bed on Friday. And so we were trying to kind of mm-hmm. find some other things to do, and we went to the American Museum of Natural History, which is kind of like on the west side of Central Park. If you've seen if you've seen the movie yeah. Night at the Museum, that's where it was filmed, and it was amazing, like just absolutely incredible. Certainly a spot that I would go back. So maybe I've got to like recalibrate my museum things and, and like be more open to the idea of museums. Uh, pretty good. Somebody on the ceasefire text line says, "What are you talking about?" Um, well, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you along. Uh, we were talking about Hey Dad's family vacation to St. Louis and uh, them going to the city museum in in St. Louis. Did you go to the zoo? I didn't go to the zoo, but the the girls and uh, my wife did. All right, so what about the food? That was the biggest revelation of this whole trip. You know, I like I love to eat. You know, I think about when I think about places to go eat: New Orleans, Las Vegas, New York had really good food. The food was unbelievable. Barbecue, outstanding. The Italian food, as good as I've ever had in my life. But ever, I couldn't finish anything. Like I. I couldn't finish anything that I did not leave a clean plate the entire trip. Not one time. The, the, I couldn't believe it. The lasagna picture that you sent me was incredible. It looked so. Was that? Did you go to the Italian area? The what is it, they call it on the yeah, hill? Yeah, the hill. We went there twice. We were so happy with it the first time. We were like, we're coming back here on another Same day. Restaurant? That's where we had our last lunch. No, we went to a different restaurant. Okay, and. uh the guy recommended the lasagna, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll try it." And and it was it was incredible, incredible. I couldn't finish it though. I only ate like three, maybe maybe two thirds of it. And I was like, "I just I can't." Mike wants to know if, uh, if if you made a stop along the way at Lambert's in Sykeston for the throat rolls. No, no, but we went to the fried pie shop next to Lambert's and got some fried pies. I love a good fried pie. Yeah, they gotta be warm though. It's like the leftover fried pies uh, where they're not the, warm. I'm kind of like, eh. I had one on the on the. I had one and it wasn't warm. But then when I got, I, I we brought the rest home 
I put one in the air fryer on uh, on Saturday morning, and that was, it was fantastic. Ooh, that's see, that was the way to go. Yeah, good uh, good stuff. So, We're glad to be with had you. Had a good time. It's the day after Christmas. I don't know how much heavy, hard hitting sports we're going to do this afternoon. We got to, we had to get the uh, the recap on uh, on Haydad's trip last week after being out for uh, for the entire week. We'll have to recap Christmas. We want to do that with you. If you got any great Christmas stories that you need to share with us on the Ceasefire text line, we would love to hear from you. Um, shenanigans, great gifts. Um, Gifts that were a complete flop. Your kids did something that you absolutely need to share with us. There was, you know, sometimes there's just like a story that needs to be told that comes from all of family being together. Uh, if you got any of that, feel free to share it with us this afternoon. Rhino, uh, hope you had a wonderful Christmas and got to spend a little bit of time with family. Oh, yeah. I got to go up to Tupelo and see some friends and family and eat a lot and get some cool gifts and spend time. And it was... uh it was enjoyable. I had a Merry Christmas. Very good. So, Rhino, when we work together on a daily basis, and it's been and it's been a bunch of years ago, your nieces were young, and you called them, I, th- I think you called them the Wonder Nieces at the oh, time. Yeah. Brother, they've grown, haven't they? Yeah, my oldest Wonder Niece is actually uh, finishing high school this year. Oh, oh. How are you handling that? Uh, I do feel older. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good uh good food what was, what was the the food situation well my younger brother and i developed a, a christmas tradition of going to the all-you-can-eat chinese buffet but we decided to step it up a little bit wait on christmas day on christmas day for like lunch or something and we we decided to step it up a little bit because he's got two little ones now my ninja nephew and the littlest wonder niece and uh, he and his bride and my dad and my oldest wonder niece got to go to Mount Fuji in Tupelo, a little Japanese hibachi kind of place. Mm. And uh, I wound up coming home with three to-go boxes because, kind of like Haydad had in St. Louis, there was no way I was finishing all of the tonkatsu they gave me. I saw it and I thought, okay, cool, I get a pork cutlet. No, I get two pork cutlets and a bowl of rice, and it was way too much. Does anybody ever actually finish all the food when you go to a hibachi place? No. Very rarely. It's nearly impossible. Especially if you get anything, any kind of appetizer, if you get any sushi or anything. It's, it's just not doable. You know, it just occurred to me, so the last time I went to hibachi, I, I took Obi and a buddy of his. Um, and one of the things that I enjoy that most people don't actually eat are the wontons that they bring out. It just occurred to me they didn't bring out the wontons. I feel gypped. I mean, this is this is you know a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, but it, it's just now occurring to me that we were without the wontons. So you know, you, you do the, uh, the the salad with the kind of dressing is it that comes on the salad at Hibachi Place? Sesame. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a sesame dressing. Yeah. Yeah, and then you do the the broth soup with the little onions floating around, yeah. and then you get into the veggies and you're. Guy does the egg roll thing and the volcano and the choo-choo train and all that good stuff. And then by the time you, you, you can't eat it all. All right. So we'll uh, we'll talk about what your Christmas was. Hey, Dad, we'll share what Christmas was like at the Hey, Dad house yesterday. I'll uh, see if we got anything interesting from the Cross House. And we want to hear from you as well. Just getting started. Sports Talk Mississippi. And, oh, by the way, some sports coming up, too, with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. 
It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. just got like a pleasant demeanor like just a like an ongoing smile on your face like there's something that you just want to talk about not, not, i'm just in a good mood i mean I, I just took a week off how can you be in a bad mood it was just christmas if you're in a bad i i don't have any time for scrooges man if you're in a bad mood for around christmas or after christmas i, I can't i can't deal with it that, that that's no good right that's it's, it's no bueno no, boy, no. We got one bowl game that is happening right now. It is the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. And at the half, New Mexico State is leading Bowling Green 14 to nothing, a couple of six and six teams. You always wonder when you have two teams like that in a bowl game, who wants to be there, who doesn't want to be there. This is only the fifth bowl game that New Mexico State has ever played in. Uh, they seem to want to be there and played Pretty well in the uh, in the first half of that game, and have a two touchdown lead at the half. The good news is it's twenty four degrees outside, but they are playing indoors in Detroit, yeah. uh, inside Ford Field. That is the only bowl game that you have today. But that's right. Boxing Day belongs to the Premier League. Been games all day. All right. So Including your there... Gunners, who just went up two one over uh, over West Ham. Yeah, uh, Chelsea today. Tomorrow, tomorrow nine thirty morning in the morning. They're not. They're not traditionalists. They don't play Boxing Day. I don't know. I don't make the schedules. They, okay. they, they normally are on Boxing Day, but it's not today. And and that's a holiday, right? I mean, so like every single over in Britain is just yeah. packed yeah. to the gills in Britain, right? Yeah, everybody's there. It's it's a tradition that they have soccer on the on those ga- on those days. Yeah, that's right. uh, that's pretty cool. All right, so tell me about Christmas at the Haydad house yesterday. You get home from a big trip, and uh, you got a couple of days to do whatever needs to be done to get food stuff ready and present stuff ready. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously Mo did all the shopping and everything before. Uh, so the so Christmas Eve was a, a plethora of wrapping. A lot of gifts getting wrapped on Christmas Eve. Uh, we went from having like two or three boxes under the other uh, tree to the full complement, you know, and I'm looking for space down there. Most of it, almost all of it for the kids. Uh, the wife, the wife surprised me this year. Oh, I told her not it. to get it. Let's hear it. I told her not to get it, but I got the PS5 this year. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was not, I told her, I, cause you know, there was an article that came out. I think Brandon Marcello had it said, they had pushed NCAA football back another year. It was going to be 2024. So I sent her as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Hey, I know you were talking about this. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it." She had already bought it oh. at that time. She had already bought it. So she hands me this bag, and I, I look at it, and there's these little wrap things, and I was like, "I know what these are. These are games." And so I opened. I was like, "Oh, it's PS5." So that she had the big box there, so and I was just like, excited? "I didn't spend." I was super excited, but then I was like, you know, I didn't spend this much on you. She's like, I got a car this year. It'll be all right. So, like, all right, that'll, that, that'll work. Fair enough. 
Uh, That'll work. All right. So why did you so. want to wait? Just because like you felt like there was no reason to because have a new console, or you think there's another? I was new just console? I was content. I was content to have the PS4 until NCAA football came out. NCAA football is only going to be available on PS5, so I was content to wait that out until the game that our everybody is waiting on was available. So, but that said, she got me some cool games, including including FIFA, and. Uh, that's that. So that's what I'll be doing the next, uh, you know, during my free time over the next few weeks. So, so have you left the chair yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It's in the bedroom, so I just sit on the bed. Uh, <laughs> okay, Hunter and Columbus said. When you called this morning, man. I was I was playing a game. Never heard a grown man get so excited about a video game. Ha! Huh? Happy for you, hey dad. Hey man, it's PS Five. Yeah, it's um, exciting. What was the uh, what was the present that your kids were most excited about? I mean, it's a lot of clothes, obviously. Um, my my oldest daughter got two video games that she was looking forward to having, two Pokemon video games. She's really into that. Uh, I think my, my youngest might have been most excited about the gift card I got her to Ulta. She, she was really she was really fired up. She was yeah. like, Ulta, yes! Like, I, so. I wouldn't... A couple of years ago, I would not have known what you were talking about. But Ulta is oh, you like, know the, now. The, like the face products and beauty supply stuff yeah. and whatever else. And it's, and it's they literally are right across the street from my neighborhood. There's a little shopping center with an Ulta mm-hmm. in it. She could almost walk there, but I wouldn't let her cross Highway 12 like that. But it's 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 not 200 yards from where I live. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Rhino, what about you? Giving, receiving, however you want to go about this. Uh, I did get a pretty cool statue from uh, One Piece of Zoro. That's a anime slash manga that I've gotten into in the last few years from my little brother and my older brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to run that by me again. I, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar. Uh, it's One Piece. It's one of the longest running manga in history. It's not the longest. There's some that have been way longer. Oh, but man. Richard is just looking at his face. He has no idea. What 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 is what is manga? It's a Japanese comic book. Okay. It's got over a thousand chapters. Okay. And uh, all, all I, written at once, or like they add to it along the way. Uh, it's released chapter by chapter on just about a weekly basis and it's been coming out since the late 90s so in and of itself that's impressive but when you look at its sales it's actually started climbing up the charts and it's now number two behind superman it has now surpassed batman in total issues sold and and these are like actual physical comic books uh, yes, they come in a collection of comics that they sell over in Japan called Shonen Jump, where you, you buy a, a book and you have several different series and they all update weekly in this book. But you can get them in single form, you can get them in volume form, you can get them in all kind of ways. But I got into it simply because I was thinking, oh, this is something I can do in my spare time and I'll never run out of it because it's got a thousand chapters. Mm-hmm. And then I got hooked. And got caught up, and now I read it week to week. So do you yeah. have all the comic books? Not physically. I do have access to them through the, the Shonen Jump app. But, uh, okay, yeah, that would be uh, quite an investment if I wound up with all 100-plus volumes that cost about 15 to 20 apiece. Okay. So the statue, let's go back to that. 
Yeah, my little brother asked me who my favorite characters were, and I, I gave him a list of them, and Zoro was one of them. Zoro's the, kind of the captain's right-hand man. He's the swordsman of the crew. It's a, it's a story about pirates. Okay. You know, the diversity of interests, it, just within our, the, the, the three of us right here, I think we're going to host a, gonna host a nerds podcast one of these days. One of these days. It'd be great. Hey, hey did, you know, did you know what all he was talking about? I know what manga is. I did not, I'm not overly familiar with the, the, the specifics of it, but I knew what he was talking about. So, Chris in Summit says, I listen to adult nerds every day. <laughs> Oh, Dwayne wants true. to know if it's actually in Japanese or if it's uh, translated. Uh, when it first started coming out, it was only available in Japanese, but now with the, the rate at which everything goes around the world, it does come out at the same time in Japan as it does in America, but in Japan it's in Japanese and in America it's in English. They get it translated instantaneously. Okay. Did, did you read Japanese And then on the you... other hand... And then on the complete opposite of the scale, hey, Richard, what you get for Christmas? I got a new putter. <laughs> so fired up. I, I knew that was going to be I it. So I knew it was going to be golf-related. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. It's actually it, um, the, uh, the, the, the shipping issue as a result of some of the freezing temperatures and planes being traveled. Uh, I, I think it is supposed to arrive tomorrow, and so my wife okay. was incredibly creative. Uh, she snuck my existing putter out of my golf bag, and there was a bow on it. And uh, they gave me, they handed me a putter. I was like, "Hey, it's my putter! Great, <laughs> thanks." <laughs> They're like, "Well, there's another one on the way." Um, ah. So I have, uh, I have four. That my my putter was. I told my wife, I was like, I think this is 17 years old. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, really. You you got this for me before we got married. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. So uh, I have had an Odyssey two-ball putter for almost two decades, and uh, I have a Scotty Cameron putter that is on the way, and I'm so fired up about Fair. it. So, Very su- nice. Super excited nice. about that. Um, so so you, you went PS5. Obi got an Xbox. For yeah. Christmas, Xbox and, One, uh, or X, S E, most recent one. Okay, is, is it an S E? Would that make sense? Uh, it could. I I don't know the Xbox as, as well as I used to. There's an X S. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, okay. We'll talk about that when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday, the day after Christmas. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Let's go time. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, 
Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio on this Monday, the 26th of December, the day after Christmas. We're glad to be with you. We'll be with you through Thursday of this week. No show on Friday. And then uh, we'll be back full speed ahead next Monday, uh, January the 2nd. And we will have a national championship uh, matchup that will be set at that point. We've got uh, coming up, what, on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday of this week, we've got uh, college football playoff semifinal games. We've got a ton of bowl games. We will come on basically at the end of Mississippi State's uh, Quest Bowl game against Illinois. That game kicks at it's at 11, right? 11 yeah. Central? So it kicks at 11, yeah, and we'll we should be, be on with you at 3. Coming right on at the end of it there, yeah. So uh may may almost work as a post-game show for you. So that's kind of the uh, the plan going forward for us. Bowling Green is on the board. New Mexico State kicked a field goal first possession of the second half to go up 17-0, and then Bowling Green followed it up with a kickoff return for touchdown. I- I'm just giving you updates in the event that uh, you're a degenerate and you need the updates and uh, you're away from uh, phone, TV, whatever. So there you go. Yeah, a lot of people visiting their in-laws in rural towns in Mississippi. They, 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 no, no internet, no no TV. They're just having to try to get through it, and we, we can help them out if we can. So it was an Xbox Series S, and my understanding is the only difference in the S and the X, I mean, despite like the shape of it and the color of it, whatever else, mm-hmm. are that the S is online only, whereas the X takes games. And okay. I think Santa had a conversation with the uh, people that put these things together and decided that there probably wasn't a need to get a system that took games given the fact that he had no existing games. So right. uh so it was a, okay, a, an Xbox Series S. And boy, you talk about not knowing what you don't know. So so Obi unwraps this and he sets it up and, and all this good stuff and now it's we gotta start creating accounts and the yeah. thought was um, that if Santa brought something like that, that mom and dad would take care of a few games to go along with it. But I didn't know about this whole Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass thing. So the question is, do you buy individual games or do you do the monthly subscription where you've got access to games? And my thought was we're just going to buy a few games, but I'm not sure that that makes sense. So you, you, you guys got any advice on that? I would vote for the Game I, I, Pass. The The Game Pass yeah, for Xbox for has access to so many great games, and Xbox is one of the few that when a game comes out, mm-hmm. more than likely it's going to be available on the Game Pass, unless okay. it's been developed yeah. by somebody outside of Microsoft and their umbrella. It's going to show up on day one on the Game Pass. So the so the Game Pass Ultimate, which is like fourteen dollars a month or something like that, and and we're going to limit the games he can play, right? I mean he he's not he's not about to conquer the world and he's not about to go kill everything in sight or whatever. So we're going to try and have some controls on you know what games he's able to play, and then we'll develop that a little bit along the way. So out of the gate, we're going we've, we've downloaded Minecraft. He's got some buddies that play Fortnite. So I mean I mean there's some. Conquer the world and shooting. We'll I guess shoot that goes there. in there. Yeah. Um, no but, Gears of War. Come on, man. 
Uh, uh, no Assassin's Creed, no, you know, whatever yet. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is a game you can learn some history from. I, I, it's not, it's not as bad as you think. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll see. And then I downloaded like the the farm equipment simulator. <laughs> got that one. That's for you. I've got the uh, the pressure washer simulator game. <laughs> I, I think that one downloaded as well. There's a flight simulator that looks really cool. Um. And then Obi wanted to to download was it MLB the Show uh, so that you've yeah, got the yeah, yeah. By, by doing the ultimate Game Pass you get access to the EA Sports stuff too so right. I figured I go, figured yeah. that made the you most want sense. that yeah you're missing so, the you the greatest yeah. simulator game though what is that Goat Simulator the lawnmower oh goats <laughs> Goat Simulator has the same physics if you remember the Tony Hawk games back in the day where you're just going all over the place. Except instead of being a guy on a skateboard, you're a goat. You're a goat, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Hunter says the Game Pass is the way to go. In his opinion, somebody asked if we were talking about Xbox. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, like, I have no idea what I don't know. But I don't know a lot as it pertains to that. So he got a cool little setup, though. He got the Xbox, and he got a headset, and he got, an, uh, what, two wireless controllers with the little rechargeable battery packs that go in them. Um, so... I, I guess that's the setup that he needs. I, I, does he need a headset? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, if he's going to be playing hurt, Fortnite. No, wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, if he's playing Fortnite, he's going to be able to communicate with people, yeah. Uh, Jason says, I instantly regret making fun of you guys crowing about the cold last week. I'm not entirely sure what an atmospheric river is, but that plus sub-freezing temperatures is apparently suboptimal. Jason checking in from the... Greater Arizona area. So, hang in there, Jason. Sounds like an atmospheric river is cold. Uh, how about just a touch of sports here as we roll through this first hour? Brian Haydad, what is the latest on Xavion Thompson? That would be the biggest recruit of 23 because he will be an absolute stud next year. That message on the ceasefire text line. You can communicate with us as well at 601-879-4395. Uh, everything I've heard about Xavion Thomas is that they expect him back on the roster very, very soon. I don't know about participation in the bowl game. Obviously, he's missed a good bit of practice. Uh, but I expect Xavion Thomas to be playing his football in Starkville uh, in 2023. Anybody else um, in, in terms of guys that put their name into the transfer portal looking for other places? Obviously, Ra Ra Thomas has moved on. He commits to, or I guess signs with Georgia, signs with, commits to. I, I don't know which it is at this point, but Ra Ra yeah. Thomas is headed to Georgia. He's going to else? Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. The other name, obviously, that, that's, that's, that's going around right now is, 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 um, uh, gosh, sorry, Dylan Johnson. Like, I forgot his last name for a second there. I almost call him Dylan Thompson. Who the hell is that? Um, but Dylan Johnson, it's Dylan Johnson's I, I stepbrother that uh, sells sea, uh, cell phones by the seashore. There you go. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think right now it's probably leaning towards him moving on. But th- th- there is uh, there is communication between okay. Dylan Johnson and Zach Arnett that to possibly bring him back for another season in, in Starkville. Um, I think his concerns still sort of remain about. You know, how how much of the offense is going to go through the running game and how many carries is he going to be able to get. Obviously, with Woody Marks coming back, you're still going to want to get him involved in the offense. But 
the, the, the communication is there at least, and we'll see if he makes a return or not. If he returns, that's that. If he doesn't, State will go into the portal and, and get a running back. Their number one target right now, from what I can tell, is Christian Turner from, uh, from Wake Forest. Behind him, probably Cavassier Smoke from Kentucky. Do you like the idea of Cavassier Smoke? I mean, great name, but in terms from, of the actual from a content standpoint, I love it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. in terms of the actual production, was it ever really there? No, but I mean, he's behind Chris Rodriguez there, you know, the, the one of the best running backs in the SEC. Um, I think when he's had the opportunity, he's done okay. And State's just looking for a, for a, a guy to compliment Marks. You know, you're not looking for a, a guy to carry the ball 25 plus times a game. I, I think Smoke can, could certainly fill that role for you if if you needed him to. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com, and you can follow all of their social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at VisitOxfordMS. Holly Jolly Holidays continues post-Christmas. In fact, it will go uh, through next Monday, January the 2nd. You still need to get your ice skating fixed, and it's actually going to warm up a little bit over the uh, the next few days, and won't be quite as bitter cold as it has been for the uh, for the last few days. It's kind of nice though having it cold around Christmas, right? We got some some snow yeah. flurries in the area. Felt like it was supposed to, and now we turn our attention to baseball season. Let's get it seventy and sunny. It's 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 time to warm up now. Uh, we, we we got our, our our cold fix around Christmas. Um, but point we'll being, see about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, point being, if you want to check out the ice skating or any of the other stuff that's going on, you can go to their website, visitoxfordms.com, to see the full schedule of events. Got uh, about a week left to uh, get your ice skating in and soak up the rest of that holiday season. And look, you got kids. Post Christmas, this is a week where you're looking for some stuff to do. When when yeah. Christmas falls on a Sunday and then Monday, everybody, a lot of people are still off today. But you get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're like, okay, what 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 do we we, we got to find some stuff to do? Got to get out a little bit, ice skating, get out and about. It's a good way to take some time. Yeah. We've uh, we got more with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV. More coming up right after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Woo-hoo! Yesterday being Christmas Day, Christmas Day on a Sunday, it was a lighter than normal slate of games in the NFL. Had a bunch of games on Saturday. You had a Thursday night game. Of course, you got Monday night football coming up tonight. But uh, just three games on yesterday. One of them was not only broadcast on the regular network, but also 
on Nickelodeon, and perhaps fitting. Christmas Day 2022 will go down as one to forget for Russell Wilson and the Broncos, who fell to 4-11 and on the year following a 51-14 loss. Instead of bringing good tidings and cheer to their fans, Russell Wilson and company served up a giant lump of coal on national television in a contest that was also aired on Nickelodeon. An interception on the third play of the game, followed by another interception on the next drive. The second, as broadcast on Nickelodeon by SpongeBob character Patrick Starr. Second and long, and, and the Broncos, and those are the big horsey uh, players, they have the ball, and they're going to see if they can find a way to move it. Oh, nice. And so what's up? Oh, there's Russ Wilson. That's called uh, an interception. That's close. It's It's Bobby Wagner. (laughs) That's not what he wanted to cook. No, I think he burnt whatever he was cooking. (laughs) Bobby Wagner with the interception. Patrick Starr, that's not what he wanted to cook. The SpongeBob character on Nickelodeon sliding in for a uh, a bit of a play-by-play stint. An absolute abysmal performance that saw Russell Wilson get benched. Bobby Wagner, of course, a former teammate in Seattle with the interception there. The Broncos had not allowed 40 points in a game since they gave up 48 in Week 15 of 2020. That came against the 10 and 3 Buffalo Bills at the time. This one to the LA Rams with Baker Mayfield at quarterback who were 4 and 10 coming into the game. And now Denver has fired their head coach today. So Nathaniel just, Hackett is well, out. That trade to get Russell Wilson has basically been an atomic bomb for that franchise. They owe him $400 million. They can't cut him. He's like the Jimbo Fisher of quarterbacks. He, he just can't get rid of him because it's going to cost too much. And he's just taking down everybody around him. 51 points yesterday by the Rams against the Broncos. They scored 60 in the entire <laughs> month of November. Gross. Do you wow. need to say that again? 51 yes. yesterday for the Rams against the Denver Broncos with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. He played well, by the way. The Rams scored 60 points in the entire month of November. That is unbelievable. Mm. The Baker Mayfield redemption tour is fun to watch, too. He's played well since he got to L.A. Really has. And, I mean, you remember that first start, he led a the, crazy comeback. The, the two-touchdown drive comeback late in the fourth quarter with like a day and a half of practice. Yeah. So so what do you do if you're Denver? What do you do with Russell Wilson? They benched him yesterday. They benched him, but I mean what the the amount of dead money they would have if they let him go is just staggering. So I have no idea what they're going to do. No clue. So I mean the Russell Wilson contract was five years, two hundred forty two million dollars and change. With $161 million guaranteed and an average annual salary of $48 million, $48.5 million. This is year one of those five oh. years. 
By the way, has anybody gotten washed faster than Russell Wilson? He was good last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's maybe the worst quarterback in the league. I, I I thought just for a second about the the full circle-ness of Russell Wilson's career. Right? You you remember what Seattle had just done when Russell Wilson came in as a rookie? They gave Matt <laughs> Flynn, the former LSU quarterback, yeah. a big contract. But that big yeah. contract was for like twenty-five million or forty million or something like that. And they eventually just ate it because Russell Wilson beat him yeah. out and was good. I don't know that there's anybody to beat out Russell Wilson. I don't know that there's a better option, but the Broncos are awful. And this is one of the really proud and historically important franchises in the NFL. Yeah. I saw a stat today. They won the Super Bowl, and they haven't been back to the playoffs since. That's the longest stretch ever for a team to win the Super Bowl and then not get back to the playoffs. Hey, forgive me. I said five years. He's under contract for seven more years through his age 40 season. My ears hurt just thinking about that. Mm. Uh, This story at Pro Football Focus says it is essentially not realistic to move on from Russell Wilson before 2024. And any trade would likely require Denver to include draft picks just to offload his massive contract. Yeah, yeah. Second hour of the show coming up with you next. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Sports talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports talk Mississippi. Super talk Mississippi. o'clock hour, hour number two, Monday, December 26th at Sports Talk Mississippi. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. As you think about the new year, you're going to think about golf, perhaps, maybe, hopefully. I know I am. And uh, I'm going to think about golf at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two 18-hole championship courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. You can book tee times and plan your trip online at dancingrabbitgolf.com, part of Pearl River Resort. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we would love to hear from you on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Meet the authority team from C Spire Business. Gain the IT expertise you need to tackle your toughest challenges and find new opportunities. Learn more at cspirebusiness.com. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky is off today. Got Rhino in for him. We are glad to be with you. I, I just need to know, are you, you you always say that you and Borky have such a good time when I'm gone. Are you having as much fun today with him gone? I'm having a great time. You know what? Don't now, answer that. Maybe the <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm you know, first off, maybe it's just because it's the day after Christmas and I'm in a great mood and whatever, but that's 
I like doing this show. I have a fun show with him, with you, with the three of us. This is a, All by job. yourself, whatever it may be. I've done it. I've done it. So on, on Wednesday, I texted Robbie uh, at 7. I was like, everything go okay? You feel good about it? And he was just like, man, I don't know how you do four hours of radio in one day. That That's really hard. And I was just like, Robbie, I'm just sitting on my fat butt talking about sports. <laughs> We're not digging ditches. I mean, I'm not out, out here, di- man. I'm not out digging ditches or anything, brother. It's 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 not that bad. It's like I, it's it's good. He's like, that's just really hard. I was like, well, it, it's fun to me. So he didn't have to do that much during the sh- the three hours that he was here. It was great having Robbie. We had fun with him. I thought he did a yeah. really good job, and we got some nice comments yeah. about Robbie being in uh, that day <laughs> as well. Uh, and and that was fun. But it's not like he had to do like a ton of heavy lifting for that three hours. No, no, but just he had never done a three-hour radio show either, so you know, yeah, a little, little bit different. He was a little, he was a little nervous. A little, little, little different nervous. rapping with you on a podcast for forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it's like, oh, we screwed up. Let's uh, let's pause here and start over. Yeah, none of I that think on this he show. Had, uh, I think he had Zach Arnett on Thunder and Lightning on Wednesday. He did. He did. He did. We're gonna. I'm, I am efforting to have him on this show uh, very soon, probably after the bowl game. Yeah, that'd be great. Love to uh, love to visit with him, and it's one of those things where I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I look forward to our opportunity to to visit with Zach Harnett, but I don't want to just ask him the same stuff that everybody else asks him, right? Oh, uh, what's right. it been like through this transition? But mm-hmm. it does feel like that's important stuff to talk about as well. So I don't yeah. know how you balance that. We'll probably need two segments. Yeah, that'd be good. Let's talk about bowl games. Got a bunch of them going yeah. on. You love college football. We don't have that much left in the college football season, Mr. Haydad, which is a bit no, and this sad. Is, this is the week for bowl games, right? Because this is where the SEC t- – I mean, you had Florida go and get embarrassed in Las Vegas, and, and that's fine. But Ooh. this is where the SEC teams are going to start showing up, and, and you start seeing the, the, the teams that you – you know, week in and week out you pay attention to. So, you know, starting starting tomorrow, the, the bowl games, the, 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 the ante gets up on them. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's tomorrow night when things get interesting. So you've got an 11 o'clock. Yeah. By the way, uh, New Mexico State leading Bowling Green 24-10. to 10. They are now into the fourth quarter of the Quick Lane Bowl. It's the only bowl game going today. Uh, and then you got Monday Night Football coming up tonight, kind of. Uh, the Colts are playing. Right. I mean, they're still part of the NFL. Yes, they are. Wait, what, what game is that? It's the Colts hosting the Chargers. The Chargers? Yeah. yeah. Big one for Justin Herbert and company. He's yeah. fun to watch. Justin Herbert's good, good. He's just good. Good player. Yeah. All right, so four games tomorrow. And you kind of ease into it, right? The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl in Dallas at SMU Stadium, Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas. Memphis and Utah State. Eh, okay. Couple of right. six and six teams, but you're probably at least somewhat familiar with Memphis. Just yeah. regionally, they're in our area. You saw them play against Mississippi State this year. Whatever. I saw I saw them play this year, yeah. Um so you Georgia Southern too. Georgia Southern Buffalo at eleven. Memphis Utah State is at two fifteen. Coastal Carolina and East Carolina in Birmingham at five forty five tomorrow. Great stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. 
Yeah, East Carolina has the all-time yardage leader, total yards from scrimmage leader, in Holton Aylers playing his final game. And when Mike Houston took over that program four years ago, it was in bad shape. Like, they were bad, bad. And last year, they reached bowl eligibility, and it was kind of a big emotional lift for them as a program. But then their bowl game got canceled because of COVID. So this is the first time that East Carolina has actually played in a bowl game in, like, six years. So should be a big deal for them. Yeah. And, and then Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall is leaving. New but coach. He's playing this game, right? But McCall is playing in the game. Right. How do we feel about guys playing in a game when they've already announced they're transferring? At a place like that, it's fine, right? I, I, it's more about the player to me, right? Like, let's let's just say... For the sake of argument, that mm-hmm. Emmanuel Forbes decided he wanted to play to the year college football, but not at Mississippi State. But if Emmanuel Forbes wanted to play in this bowl game, you, you tell him yes. He's done enough for your program, right? Okay. So I, it's about the player. Grayson McCall has done a ton for that program. He's led them to no a lot of big wins. And he came let him back play. this year when he could have left a year ago. He could have gone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, in terms of the quality of the game tomorrow night, I don't know. But just the the truth is, you got two brand names tomorrow night playing in the guaranteed rate bowl at Chase Field in Phoenix, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma State. Disappointing year for Oklahoma State, a down year for Mike Gundy's team. Just seven and five. Wisconsin has made a coaching change. They are six and six. But Wisconsin playing Oklahoma State, you're going to watch, right? Right. You know the names. Who's coaching Wisconsin? In this game, is Fickle coaching or is he? I mean, Jim I just Leonard assume it's Barry it Alvarez because hasn't he been the interim for everything necessary for the last thirty years? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, but yes, you're right. And talk about contrasting styles. Wisconsin loves to run the football, power football. Oklahoma State throws it all over the place. Yeah, that's an interesting game to me. I assume that Graham Burtz is not playing in this game. That's a good one. He's headed to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. Billy Napier really knows how to get them uh, get them excited down there on the swamp. Guys, I know we struggled this first year, but I'm bringing Graham Mertz in, and we're going to be awesome in year two. All right, so those are the games tomorrow. And the price of poker starts to go up on Wednesday. Right, you got, especially you got here four, in this state, yeah. You, you got four pretty good ones, and oh, by the way, on Wednesday... You also have the start of SEC basketball, which mm-hmm. still feels kind of weird to be playing it in December, but we are. Right. Mississippi got top State's 25 got, game here in Starkville. Yeah, Mississippi State and Alabama and Starkville. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss hosting Tennessee. One of those two teams top 25. Yeah. Um, at 4 o'clock on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to laugh at anything Ole Miss related in a few days, so <laughs> that was fun. Glad I could help you there. All right, so so thank tomorrow, you, uh, not tomorrow, Wednesday, yeah. one o'clock on ESPN from Annapolis, UCF and Duke. 
I mean, All that right. could actually be a really good football game. Should be a good game. Malzahn Nine, and Elko are good coaches. 9-4 and four UCF, who lost in the American Conference Championship game to Tulane. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko in year one at Duke led them to an 8-4 and four record. Yeah. Hey, here was Duke this year. Their four losses started 3-0. and They lost to Kansas. Kansas was good at the time. They had back-to-back losses to Georgia Tech and North Carolina by a combined six points. A three-point loss at Georgia Tech, and that was after Georgia Tech has fired its uh, fired uh, Jeff Collins and had the interim. And then they lost by a field goal to Carolina. And then they lost by two to Pittsburgh. So they had three losses by a combined eight points and then a single-digit loss to Kansas as well. And finished out the regular season with a win over Wake Forest. So that's Duke and UCF. Talk about the other Wednesday games when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. In Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, it's you and me, baby. No one else we could trust. We'll say nothing to no one. No how we bust and never crack a smile or flinch or cry. Taking a peek at the bowl games that are yet to come. We've talked loosely about them for like a month now, but uh, they're kind of here. So tomorrow's slate, eh, so-so, and then Wednesday it gets fun. And it's fun for the rest of the week after that. We start with UCF and Duke on Wednesday, and then Kansas and Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Kansas, who got off to such a great start, and there was so much excitement, and you had the back-to-back sellouts, uh, in Lawrence, college game day visited, and then quarterback injury, lost some of the momentum, and you're reminded that they are Kansas, and yet, still, hey, Dad, they went 6-6. Six and six. Kansas is going yeah. to a bowl game. It's got to be a big deal for Kansas fans. And Arkansas, I don't know what the heck we make of Arkansas. Not great early. Injuries. Play a little bit better. But instead of going 7-5 and five with a win over Missouri, they can't get it done against Mizzou in the final game of the regular. So it's a 6-6 six and six Arkansas team that did not expect to be in the Liberty Bowl, and certainly a team that you didn't expect to be in the Liberty Bowl based on what you thought of Arkansas going back to the beginning of the year. What kind of a performance do we get from Arkansas in this game? Because they're better than Kansas. Uh, yeah, but I, I wonder. I do wonder about that. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that... You know, if KJ Jefferson's good to go, he he'll carry this team, I think, to uh, and he is. to a victory. Just because, yeah. So then they should be okay. But I mean, there's a lot of the same whiffs around this game that there was last year with Mississippi State was there. That you know you had a Mississippi State team that was just kind of eh, and they lost the Egg Bowl and they didn't finish strong. And Texas Tech was excited to be there and, and wanted to prove a point. 
So there's there's something to that for sure. I think Arkansas will win. I did see a uh, a tweet from our friend Trey Biddy, who's been with us a few times, yeah. said that uh, they're not letting anybody check into the media hotel because they're they're under a boil water notice and there's no water. The city of Memphis is in bad shape this week. The entire city of Memphis is under a boil water notice. Um, with the good news for Arkansas and Kansas, given what the weather has been for the last few days, on Wednesday it's a high of 56 and sunny. I was talking to my buddy Brett Norsworthy over the weekend, and we were talking about cold Liberty Bowls, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's funny how many people cite the Liberty Bowl as the coldest game they've ever been to. He was like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. 1983 was the, you know, I was like, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about 83. He was like, and then in 87, I was like, well, 92 was bad, and Mississippi State fans were there for that game in 06? Was it 06? 07, but the 91 one was for Mississippi State was maybe the coldest one. Yeah. And then when Arkansas that was stadium, there a few years ago, yeah. I, you know, whatever. That stadium, and I've said this before, is somehow alternately the hottest yes. and the coldest stadium I've ever been in. It's either the surface of the sun or it is the South Pole. There's no, there's no in between. I, I 100% agree with you. Ole Miss opened at Memphis Labor Day weekend. Orgeron's first year. Yeah, but I'm going back farther than that. I'm going 1999. Oh. Oh. Season opener at like six or seven o'clock, and I didn't know it was oh. po- that it was capable. It was possible for it to be that hot and that thick. See, with the sun going that's down, nothing. and yet. State opened in Memphis the next year in 2000 at 11:30. Mm-hmm. And buddy, and I was on row one, and that is the closest I've ever come in my life to taking off my shirt in public at a football game because I was dying of the heat. September 4th, 1999, with seven minutes and 47 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Les Binkley. Kicked a 40-yard game-winning field goal for a final score, Brian Haydad, of three to nothing. Three nothing. The game with Memphis was a was a low-scoring game too in in a for state that we're talking about. I I don't recall. I just remember there was like a late touchdown that sealed it up for state. Yeah, and yeah, I mean. Oh, three nothing in a hundred degree heat. Yeah. What's the score of that game? I gotta know. Yeah, seventeen three state one. Yeah. Anyway, so there's your uh, your Liberty Bowl Stadium. And look, I mean, if you're listening, you you've got probably memories as well. Um, yeah, send them in. Oregon, North Carolina, in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. They're playing it at Holly Petco Bowl's Park, quality. Too. Yeah, they really oh, yeah. used to play it at Jack Murphy. So now we're talking downtown yeah. San Diego with what will be a 5 p.m. local time kick. That's awesome. Are the teams on opposite sidelines, or do we have a baseball stadium that actually works for a football stadium here? I don't know. It looked great okay. at Fenway, though. Didn't you think? It did. The weather, the weather helped, obviously. The game itself was not aesthetically pleasing. Um, but yes, but this is a two teams, name brand program, star players, 
Mm-hmm. What's not to like? Dan Lanning dominating signing day out there in Oregon. Drake May turning down $5 million deals, according to people. This is all a bunch of BS, but whatever. You don't believe it? You know why I don't believe it? Because he didn't go anywhere. I'd say because of somebody the turned me, down yeah. piece of it? Yeah. Somebody offers me five. Let me tell you something right now. If Ole Miss called me right now and were like, hey, $5 million to become our new mouthpiece, I'll make you guys blush with how big of an Ole Miss homer I would be for $5 million. Are you guys be like, seriously, hey, Dad, you got to dial it down a little bit. I mean, he's not, <laughs> he's, Jackson Dart's not that good. I, I, I would be incredibly effusive in my praise. Yeah. I, I, I don't care how. How Carolina blue your bloodstream <laughs> runs. Or the fact that your brother played basketball and your other brother played baseball yeah. and your dad or grandfather and whatever. Carolina Tar Heel to the core. Yeah. You're 19. They offered you $5 million yeah. to go play for a national championship somewhere, probably? Yes. If Alabama offered him $5 million, he'd be at Alabama right now. No questions asked. He originally was committed to Nick Saban in Alabama. Yeah. They need a guy. They need somebody for next year. Do we know who we think it was that actually offered him that money? I don't think anybody offered him that money. I'm sure somebody offered him a nice package, but not $5 million. Do you think that Drake May and his representation floated that story in the way that sometimes agents... Will float names the way, like, to get their Aaron guys a raise. We'll float float a thing out there, and you don't end up signing him. Uh, yes, I do believe that that's very possible. Yeah, just, just they just threw it out there. They're like, let's see if we can get a, a nibble. Like, well, five million, we can get six million. We can get six, just to see what happens. Or, or you have nothing of significance on the table. And you throw out a number of like five million, and Carolina's like, I mean, we we can't do five. We can get to two. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, North Carolina means a lot to this kid, so maybe we're willing to do a hometown discount. Can you get to two and a half? I think if you can get to two yeah. and a half, then we got a chance to get this done. Oh yeah, sure, we'll get to two and a half. Yeah, that would be exactly. great. By the way, exactly. if that was actually happening, it would be. It would be, yeah. Do you believe that is actually happening? It could be. I wouldn't be totally surprised. But I don't believe he was offered $5 million by anybody. I want to make that perfectly clear. That's a big load of uh, Carolina blue BS. Mm. Do you think this is to back up the whole claim that Mac Brown made about 15 teams reaching out to his quarterback? Yes. Well, I don't know that Narduzzi and... uh, and Brown are in collusion or cohesion or anything like that, but they they, they were something cohesion. <laughs> that, that, there's some something going on there. I don't know. I don't know what Narduzzi gained by just coming out. I, I just feel like somebody told him something. He was he just ran with it. Well, Narduzzi's still so upset about losing Jordan Addison from a year ago. Don't you think? Didn't that scar That's, him? I think so. I think yeah. I think I think if ever there was a coach who will not. Take full advantage of the portal and take. I mean, he only did. He had Keaton Slovis, but you know. But I, I do think he's going to constantly be like, it "Screwed me! I don't want to deal with it." Yeah, he'll be the grumpy old man. The night game. That. The night game on Wednesday is the Tax Act 
Texas Bowl. Texas Tech at seven and five. Ole Miss at eight and four. Rebels are a three and a half point favorite. Total in this game is seventy-one. Ole Miss has actually been a pretty good under team this year. Let's talk about the Texas Bowl, the Red Raiders and the Rebels, and we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi on this Monday afternoon, the 26th of December, in the Pearl River Resort Studios. But the teacher, segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to my nation. Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Monday afternoon. Richard Cross and Brian Haydad got Rhino in the studio in place of Michael Borky today. We are glad to be with you this afternoon. Hope you and your family had a wonderful Christmas, and uh, maybe you're still getting a little time off today, maybe all week long. There, there's some people that just shut it down, right? Like Christmas Eve through the end of the year and then kind of kind of turn it back up, uh, which would be really nice. They, they take their vacation this week instead of what I did, which was last week. Yeah. You wish in hindsight you had done it that way, or you know, it was good? No, no. I, I prefer it this way. I didn't want to be off through the week of the bowls. where and I, This is a fun week. Yeah. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. When I took that vacation, in my brain, I thought National Signing Day was on the 14th. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when is it ever that late in the year that it's the 21st? But... My birthday being a Wednesday screwed up the Wednesdays in December. So I know for next year that the first Wednesday in December will be like the 8th. So I will not be taking off that week next year. The 8th. Yeah, I believe that's so the So signing day will be the 15th next like the year? 22nd. No, no, the 22nd. No, like the 22nd. That's yeah, really close late. to Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> I know Jeez. you're cutting it. Yeah, I mean it's tough to do official visits when you got you know people like they need to travel for Christmas, but then you're going to go on visits that last weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we were kind of walking through the bowl games that are coming up this week, and we made it to Wednesday night, which happens to be Ole Miss and Texas Tech in the Tax Act Texas Bowl, eight o'clock kickoff. Texas Tech coming in seven and five. Ole Miss is 8-4. and four. Now, the way these two teams finished the season, really different. Texas Tech won their last three games of the regular season. They beat Kansas 43-28. They beat Iowa State 14-10. And then they beat Oklahoma in a shootout 51-48. Now, there are a couple of things that, that stand out. Donovan Smith is their leading quarterback. He's out for the bowl game. Now, his numbers weren't that impressive, but here's the deal. They played three different quarterbacks significantly this year. Tyler Shug was the starter at the beginning of the year, the transfer from Oregon, right? 
Wasn't he at Oregon? Yes. Yeah. Got hurt and missed a bunch of time. He's back and is expected to start the bowl game for Texas Tech. Donovan Smith, who played more than anybody else, had 12 touchdowns and 8 interceptions this season, is out. So they played Donovan Smith, Baron Morton, and Tyler Shug. Shug accepted, uh, expected to start in the, uh, in the bowl game. So there's that. Not a ton of opt-outs. They have a few guys that left in the transfer portal. Texas Tech is really excited about this game. Their fans are excited about it. When the tickets went on sale, you saw that. Conversely, Ole Miss fans are not. I mean, just we're just call it what it is, right? We're just just being honest. Ole Miss yeah. has not sold many tickets for the game. Hey, Dad, I have talked to virtually no one who is going to the game. Really? I mean, there are going to be a few thousand Ole Miss fans there. I don't know if a few thousand is 2,000 or 5,000. My guess would be somewhere in between those two numbers. you got a pretty good alumni base in Houston. you got a pretty good alumni base in Dallas. Maybe the folks that live in Texas go to the game. And then you're going to have a few diehards that if Ole Miss was playing on the moon, they'd find a way to go. Right. But when you think about and, and this is an excuse. It's just kind of all the reasons, right? You lose four of the last five at the end of the season. It is a fairly frequent opponent. It is not the bowl game that people were anticipating. Ole Miss fans began 2022, many tens of thousands of them, spending a lot of money and a lot of time in New Orleans. And then in June, many thousands of Ole Miss fans spent a lot of time in Omaha. And so in terms of your discretionary income travel budget for a given calendar year, there are a lot of people that are just tapped out. They're tapped out. And that's 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 a reason a reasonable if you want to use the word excuse, that it's a reasonable one. You're like, look, we went to more of an explanation than an excuse, right? Right. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I like that because I, I think sometimes People say excuses when you're just, though, that's just why it is. That's the reason why that it is. Yeah. An excuse is something that you make up. But, yeah, if you're somebody who's like, you know, the average working class Ole Miss fan, not like you, Richard, not not just oh. sitting on a pile of money like King Creases over there. But if we're, talking, if we're talking about somebody like, hey, I spent a week in Omaha, and then, you know, I traveled a couple times this year. I went to LSU, and I went to the College Station for, I mean, yeah. And we just had Christmas. Yeah. You could be tapped now, out at this point. Now, if you want to say, if Ole Miss had gotten back to the Sugar Bowl, would people have found it in their means to go? Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. If Ole Miss the Orange had, Bowl, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, mean, I think the Orange Bowl would have been a tough trip, just because it's a mm-hmm. long way to get there. If Ole yeah. Miss was in Atlanta in the Peach Bowl for a playoff game, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. You go. You you just you yeah. figure it out. That's one where you just figure it out. But, yes, this game, you're just like, I can watch it on TV, and I still love my Rebels. I still love my Bulldogs if you're not going to, to Tampa, and yeah, you're fine. But but to me, the question is not, are Ole Miss fans invested? The question has everything to do about, okay, how are the players looking at the game? Yeah. Ole Miss has had no opt-outs. 
hey, a couple of transfer portal guys. But everybody that's available to play is making the trip. And unless something has changed in the last couple of days, and I've not heard that it has, Luke Altmeyer has practiced with the team. And we didn't really talk about it much just in passing, but there was that interesting rule that came from the NCAA at the beginning of bowl season that if you had played in four games and right. chose to play in a bowl game, it would not affect your eligibility. Right. And so from a quarterback standpoint, I, I guess Luke Altmeyer would be available in this game if he were needed and or wanted to play. Yeah. When Sean Judkins has had a month off and he's facing the 90th ranked rush defense in the country. Should eat. Should that, be able to eat in this game. That 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 feels important. Yeah. But so this, the, the thing you, you mentioned, though, the last time we saw Ole Miss, the last two games, you know, with all the, the, the Kiffin drama that was going on at that time, they were disinterested. They, they were not locked in the way they were early in the season. So do we get the Ole Miss team that we saw at seven, to 7-0, seven and oh, or do we get the Ole Miss team that was 1-4 and four after that? I, I, look, this may just be wishful thinking, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels like the month off for Ole Miss between the Egg Bowl and the bowl game. They, they mm-hmm. didn't just, like, hammer this team in practice, but it feels like maybe enough time went by to kind of get the bad taste out of your mouth and go out and get ready. They traveled yesterday, mm-hmm. arrive, go play a good game, and have a good feeling going into the offseason. In terms of Texas Tech defensively, overall the unit was pretty good this year. But when you think about some of the better running backs they faced this year, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, Bijan Robinson from Texas, Kendra Miller from TCU, Eric Gray from Oklahoma, all four of those guys had big big games on the ground against yeah. Texas Tech. And Quinshawn yeah. Judkins absolutely is in the same conversation as those four names. Oh, 100%. Not to mention Zach 100%. Evans. Yeah. I just say this, speaking from experience, underestimate Texas Tech at your own peril. Just just, just throwing that out there. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Just, yeah. just don't, don't underestimate them. Ole Miss has they, had success. Like you said, they're going to against Texas Tech in well, the postseason. They have, and but at the same time, this is good, like you mentioned. There's going to be a lot of Texas Tech fans there, and they're going to have a big crowd. They're going to be excited to play. Chance to knock off another SEC team like they did a season ago. We'll see. Um, I think Ole Miss will win though. Chase Parham at Rebel Grove did kind of a Q and A with one of the writers that covers Texas Tech, and he asked the question: What will a Texas Tech win look like? What will an Ole Miss win look like? And the guy for Tech said the Red Raiders will have to win the turnover battle, keep the Rebels under 100 yards on the ground, and limit mistakes on the offensive side of the ball to come out on top. And they said on Ole Miss's side, the Rebels will need to impose their run game and keep possession of the football. The Rebels have the chance to run at will with an uber-talented running back room, and it will be the story of the game either way. Yeah, unless Zach Arnett's headed to uh, to Lubbock for uh, for a, just a quick uh, layover. I don't know about holding that Rebel offense under 100 yards rushing. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour with you when we come back. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Rhino in the Pearl River Resort Studios.
Sports Talk Mississippi. Your all-access pass to all things sports in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Yes, I ain't too diplomatic. I just never been the kind to go along. Just avoiding confrontation for the sake of confirmation. And I'll admit I tend to sing a different song. Sometimes you just can't be afraid to wear a different hat. If Columbus said goodbye, this old world might still be. Well, Garth Brooks on a Monday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad. Rhino in for Michael Borky today. There are some people that are going to the Tax Act Texas Bowl in Houston because uh, you have sent us a message on the C Spire text line. I, along with five others, are on the way to Houston while listening to you guys talking. Thanks for listening, and be safe on the road. Drive safe. Here's another one. In 2021, I took three people, wife, two kids, to Omaha. I spent over $7,000, half of that, on tickets. Um, now, now that's I think that's a Mississippi State fan who's saying they did that in 2021. Yeah, so that's uh, <clears throat> that's tough. Um, it's it's hard when you don't have your girlfriend's boyfriend, your wife's boyfriend, selling his prosthetic leg for you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, here's another one. We are on our way to Houston right now. Again, safe travels to you. Thanks for the message. CC in Senatobia says, yeah, after starting out 7-0, and expectations were much higher than whatever this bowl is. I can't even remember the name, and I'm an Ole Miss fan. It is the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Um, Mike Isn't says... the Tax Act what, what was like the final straw for the colonists back in the day? And they were just like, all right, we got to... That's what, that's what sparked the tea going in the harbor? Taxation without representation, I believe. Something like, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't this like? Did Tax Act sponsor the Gator Bowl for? Or that that was Tax Slayer, Tax Slayer, Tax Slayer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Skip and Pearl. Uh, he was. Uh, if you happen to be listening online or through the app, and you're trying to figure out what's going on with the Jackson Station, we've had an issue uh, with our tower location for WFMN in Jackson. Our apologies. We are working to get that fixed. Um, Mike says, I'll wager a grand that they don't keep Ole Miss under 100 yards rushing in the first quarter. Mike also says that he is, by the way, on his way to Texas. Or at least he's going. Not surprised that you're going, Mike. Just wondering if you're going to try and figure out a way to stop at Lambert's on the way. That would be out of the way to Houston. That's way out of the way. But, uh, I mean, I guess you could get there. He says he doesn't have to go back to work until January 23rd. Mike was so nice to give me a recommendation for for St. Louis. I'll give him one for Houston, uh, Killen's Smokehouse. That's my that's the barbecue spot for me. Did Did you follow up on Mike's recommendation in St. Louis? I di- I didn't get a chance to. I, we did get some pizza while we were there, but we did not stop at Emos. So mm, okay, count that as a loss. I'm, did, did I'm you, sure it was good if Mike recommended it. But did you hit the barbecue spot that uh, Andy Staples re- recommended? Again, did not. But okay. I did hit two different barbecue spots that were very, very good. A final in the Quick Lane Bowl. New Mexico State a winner, 24-19 over Bowling Green. 
a valiant second-half comeback effort for the Falcons, but they came up short. And uh, New Mexico State moves to 4-0-1 all-time in bowl games. Just tuck that little piece of trivia away. You know, teams that have never lost a bowl game, uh, New Mexico State is in the conversation. College football fix, that is how we will begin the 5 o'clock hour with you. We'll talk about uh, Transfer Portal a little bit. We haven't had a chance, Ed, because you were out last week, to talk about Mississippi State's signing class and their action in the Transfer Portal. Um, It's kind of a Merry Christmas for Ole Miss in terms of adding depth at a position of need. And so uh, we'll get to that to uh, begin the 5 o'clock hour coming up in uh, in just a few minutes. Hey, we talked about a bunch of different stuff related to Christmas. We didn't talk about food. So Borky and I did a Food Friday on Thursday before we were yeah. out on Friday and had fun with that and kind of talked about the plans. What did uh, what did you cook for Christmas Day yesterday or Christmas Eve? The I, night did a, I did a pork butt, but I, did, I, I didn't want to go outside too cold, so I did a pork roast. And, uh, too dark also, right? Sliceable. We ate lunch, so no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, I, I got, I got some, I got this thing coming. That's gonna, I'm gonna have some lights outside. Oh yeah, it's coming. Really, it's coming. What yeah. have you got? Um, well, for my birthday, my wife got me this thing. It's like a grill gazebo. It's just like a little setup thing, but there's there's lights on it. So awesome. So I'm very excited. Anyway, did a pork roast, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. I did instead of doing Brussels sprouts, I did green beans with the bacon and the lemon and, and all that. They came out really, really good. And yep. we had some rolls and it was a good day. My buddy Greg, who uh, by the way told me to tell you hello, and he said, "I have told Hey Dad LB? if he will come in LBs, I will give him a care package." But he's got to come in when he's in Oxford next time. Next time in Oxford, I'll be there. I'll be there. Greg, Greg, Greg took care of. I had a couple of uh, beef tenderloins. Uh, ended up not doing the beef shoulders. I've got those in the freezer, and so I'm going to get to go back and do those. That may be New Year's Eve. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Beef tenderloin turned out great, though. We'll be back. 5 o'clock hour coming up next. More Sports Talk Mississippi now. Now. With you on this Monday afternoon, post-Christmas, Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Rhino coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Golden Moon and the Silver Star. You can find out all that's happening at Pearl River Resort rolling into 2023 by visiting their website, pearlriverresort.com. Always something going on, whether it's at the uh, sportsbook or you got a poker tournament that is happening, or live entertainment. All of that is uh, available there at uh, PearlRiverResort.com, including uh, live music, the Silver Star, uh, Groove City Band going to be around as we uh, roll toward New Year's Eve 
and uh, and a whole lot more. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. You can always be a part of the conversation on the Ceasefire text line at 601 879 4395. Again, 601 879 4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet backed by world class IT experts who live where you do. That's right here in Ceasefire country. Check them out online at ceasefire.com slash business. Hey, Dad, you just might want to mark this on your calendar. Saturday, 8 p.m., February the 4th, mm-hmm. the Silver Star Convention yep. Center, the I Love the 90s Tour, featuring Rob Bass, Vanilla Ice, and Tone Locke. Tone Loke. Loke! Tone Loke. That's what I said! <laughs> no. No. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
you know, a five-star guy out of high school, ran into some disciplinary issues there at Texas, te- at Texas A&M. But if he can put all that behind him, you, you know that the talent is, is certainly there. So they got some big shoes to fill because Mingo and, and Heath were good this year. Uh, but you, you know, that's a good start for Ole Miss in the, in the portal. And you add Aiden Williams to that, who was best high school receiver in the state of Mississippi, what top two or top three player, depending on which yeah. ranking you look at. Where you look, and yeah. so, so Ole Miss gets there. When you talk about Chris Marshall, you're saying uh, 6'3", 205. He's from Missouri City, Texas, committed to Ole Miss on Sunday, picked the Rebels over TCU and other offers, uh, four or five star, depending on which ranking you look at coming out of high school a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, suspended for an alleged role in a, quote, locker room incident, close quote, following Texas A&M's loss at South Carolina. Did not play the remainder we had fun of the season. making fun of that, as I recall. Ah, yes, it is. We we did. We uh, we absolutely did. We got to be careful. You never know where those guys are going to end up. So I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Wow. The the hand hand you bite one day. Yeah. I'm sure there are other jokes that uh, they could be made as well. There are. There are. Um. So you know, I I don't know which of those two is a bigger deal. Um. But I do know that uh, Ole Miss being active in the transfer portal is yeah. something that we're going to continue to see, right? I mean, you, you've got this window. Yeah. You've got the post-bowl game window. There's the post-spring mm-hmm. practice window. And then the mm-hmm. just something happened in the summer. But in terms yeah. of filling out a class, Ole Miss got to get a lot of guys over the course of the next they few months. got to get 15 guys, maybe, something like that. I mean, that, that sounds like the right number. So that's a lot of work. I, I really do think that, Richard, and I said this on yesterday's, on today's Thunder and Lightning, if you go and listen to it, that State and Ole Miss are kind of head-to-head in. State appears they're just going to do it the old-fashioned way, right? They're going to sign big high school classes, try to develop guys, use the portal to fill holes here and there. And Ole Miss is going to go the other way. They're going to try to get some high-end off, some high-end talent in the, in the portal. Ole Miss only had, what, 12 signees, but seven of them were four-star guys. That's a good number. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go to the portal for the rest of that. And you know who's right and who's wrong? I'll, I'll tell you after 2024, I guess. But what, one is going to be proven right in this, and I, I'm interested to see who it is. It's something that we talked about a lot with Robbie on uh, on National Signing Day. I mean, the mm-hmm. the contrast between strategies is. I mean, it could not be more stark. It could not be more mm-hmm. opposite. It could not be more black and white. Lane Kiffin, and, and and we don't know. I mean, to your point, we don't know which way's right. Right. Now, year one went to Mississippi State. Let's see what years two and three bring. You mean in terms of just outcome on the field? State State, state won the egg. You would say State had a better season this year, I think. State's ranked currently. Ole Miss is not. State won the Egg Bowl. We'll see how it finishes up after the bowl games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think... That's probably accurate, but in terms of the way they're going about building their roster for the second year in a row, and and, and maybe we're overplaying the impact of transfer portal guys, but two years in a row, Ole Miss has had significant impact players that have been added via the transfer portal. Top of the list this year were two guys on the offensive side. I know Zach Evans was hurt, but he was a really important player. He goes for, what, 800 yards on the ground, and then Malik Heath was the second-leading receiver for Ole Miss. 
that's that's the thing. Ole Miss's the struggles they had this year were not due to their their transfer guys being busts. So it's interesting. And, and Troy Brown was the Dart, best linebacker they had, also that came through the transfer. Dart board. Brown, uh, 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 Evans, Heath. These were all key players for Ole Miss this year. Um, so I, I, I'm interested. You know, if they're, if they're getting good guys and still losing, I don't know how that works. Not that they're losing; they're eight and four. But you, I just don't. I don't know how these strategies are going to pay off. And for State, I mean, you look at State signing class, and it looks like the transfer portal doesn't exist. They signed what twenty seven guys. Now they're going to hit the transfer portal for six or seven guys. They've already got two in the boat with Kamari Rogers and Radar Jones, who are headed to Starville. And State needs defensive backs. I think uh, Kamari Rogers is a guy who might have a chance if he's healthy to to be an impact player this this upcoming season. State's got to replace Emmanuel Forbes. Why not do it with a guy who was the top defensive back in the state uh, two seasons ago? So they've got to go get a you know they need a kicker. They, they're they're looking for an offensive lineman. They're looking for another receiver. Even with Xavier Thomas likely to come back, they'd probably like to find an edge rusher if they could. But I don't think it's going to be much more than you know a total of six or seven guys. Trey Harris, who we were talking about a second ago, the uh, Louisiana Tech wide receiver. In 12 games, he had 65 catches for 935 yards and 10 touchdowns. He averaged 78 yards per game. The best receiver on the team for uh, for Latex. It's a tough loss for them, but a nice pickup for uh, for Ole Miss. 6'2", 204, from Lafayette. Just a sophomore, so theoretically, three years of eligibility remaining. For uh, for Trey, or maybe it's two. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's two or three anymore. It's hard hard to know. Hard to keep up. But he's a multi year guy for Ole Miss. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. That's your college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We'll be right back. Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Time in the four o'clock hour, walking through the bowl schedule, and we got through Wednesday's game. So let's pick that up because this is when it gets fun, right? I mean, so so we talked about the fact that Wednesday's got some games with some name teams, including Ole Miss playing against Texas Tech to uh, close things out on Wednesday night. We also got the Holiday Bowl with Oregon and North Carolina. Then you get to Thursday, December 29th, uh, the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. We had fun with those jokes earlier in the season. Uh, Syracuse and Minnesota. Ugh. Eh. So, so Syracuse contrast is an interesting team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. I was going to say contrast to the late game on Wednesday night where the total is 71 for Ole Miss and Texas Tech and the early mm-hmm. game on What's Thursday morning where the total is 42 for Syracuse and Minnesota. I mean, playing outdoors in New York City on December the 29th probably doesn't help that very much. And, right. But I like I guess Syracuse, I, I, I have... I like watching them because of Schrader. You know, I, yeah. I still like to keep up with him. So, afternoon and evening on Thursday is pretty good. 
Oklahoma, Florida mm-hmm. State in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando at 4.30 on Thursday afternoon. For all the Cheez-Its. Yeah. And then I'm excited about this one. San Antonio, the Alamo Dome, the Alamo Bowl, usually a good game. Number always 20, Texas, number 12, Washington. On the always delivers bowl rankings, Alamo and Holiday are usually right there. Mm-hmm. The Alamo Bowl gives you a good game most years. And, and that, that on the surface, we have a good game there. I do feel like the Holiday Bowl got downgraded a notch or two when the uh, when mm-hmm. the sponsorship changed. So well, San Diego the, the County Credit No, 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 no. It was the Pacific Life Holiday Bowl, and we always right, got with the, the commercial whale. with the whale splashing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I can't disagree. Yeah. Friday, December 30th, starts at 11 a.m., Maryland and NC State in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Somebody's getting dumped. Both coaches have agreed to take the Mayo bath should they win. May I admit something? I, you may. I, I, I just did a I just did a double take when I was like Maryland and NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I was like, wait, two ACC teams. Maryland being in the no, no. is so stupid. Maryland, I know it is. It is. Maryland is an That's ACC team. Doggone it! Former Maryland, former Ole Miss head coach Dave Doran could uh, possibly get dunked in mayonnaise there. Yeah, Maryland seven and five, NC State eight and four. Mike Loxley. The uh, head coach at uh, Maryland, Pittsburgh, and UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's at 1 o'clock on CBS. If you're just used to going to ESPN for your bowl games, that one just kind of always gets lost. That's the outlier every year. That's the CBS bowl game for whatever reason. Love love the Sun Bowl. Very old school bowl out there in El Paso. A little bit different. I mean, the, the start time for this game has been all over the place in recent years. This year, 2.30 on ESPN in Jacksonville, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, and South Carolina. Borky told me last week that South Carolina has sold 40,000 tickets for this game. They're excited. They're excited. I mean... Playing Notre Dame obviously yep. helps a lot, but I think yep. that's, that's a fan base that's excited for a Florida Bowl, and that's a bowl they haven't been to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they've been to the Gator Bowl since like the '80s. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no disrespect to your friends at Barstool, but uh, it's going to be kind of hard to find Ohio and Wyoming. It is not on television. It is a streaming yeah, only yeah. opportunity, I suppose. Yeah, yeah uh, that's correct. Ohio and Wyoming at Arizona Stadium in Tucson. My buddy Brandon then, Walker rode a bull and took a very nasty bump, from what I can see. Oh, really? Already? He's already there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were doing some some you know some content for uh, for the for the broadcast, I guess. And okay, so uh, and then uh, seven o'clock on Friday night, number six Tennessee, number seven Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Here we go. Now now we're getting into the meat. Let's go. The orangest Orange Bowl that ever oranged. Next, this coming Saturday. So, New Year's Eve. Mm. I don't know if you're a New Year's Eve party person or just like a hangout at the house on New Year's Eve person. I I meant collectively. I didn't mean you specifically. Hey, Dad. I can guess on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Full day. Alabama, Kansas State on ESPN at 11 and the Sugar Bowl. 
The Sugar Bowl at 11 a.m. is just weird. 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Eh. It feels unnatural. It feels better than 11 a.m. on New Year's Day. Agreed. What version of Alabama are you going to get in this game? There's only two options. The completely disinterested in Kansas State is just going to run the football at them and you're going to be in the third quarter going, what the hell am I watching? Or we were the best team all along, we screwed ourselves, and we're going to prove it today, and they're going to win by like 47. The line in this game is 6.5. Alabama favored by 6.5. I would take I, Alabama. I, think I, I was going to say, if I handed you a With Bryce Young and Will Anderson play. playing... With Bryce Young and Will Anderson playing, I think that they'll they're gonna they're gonna make that team be motivated. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Now some of the issues that Alabama had throughout the year did not magically go away in the month since we've last seen them in the Iron Bowl. They're still not great at wide receiver. Right. Jameer Gibbs is not Derrick Henry. Or right. pick your Alabama running back. <laughs> He's not even He's not even Damian Anderson. Yeah. Um, and Kansas State does Damian have Harris. Deuce Vaughn. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sends me a message that says Maryland is not in the ACC more. They're in the Big Ten with Minnesota. Yeah. You, you literally just said that. Yeah. I'm, I, I am aware. Uh, but it you just feels that. like they should be in the ACC. That was not one of the moves that didn't Agreed. make sense to me. Kind of like Missouri to the SEC never made sense. Maryland to the Big Ten never made sense. Although, so although Maryland quick, would argue point this out. that their their fifty million dollars so, a year is better than what the ACC is getting. So all I can think about when I was in St. Louis, you know, if you go to Atlanta, right, you see Georgia yeah. stuff everywhere. Sure. Everybody's wearing Georgia stuff. You go to Birmingham, there's Alabama and Auburn stuff everywhere. You go to Jackson State, Ole Miss everywhere. I saw one person wearing a Missouri shirt. One. Everything else was Cardinals. Mm. It's not yeah. even it's not even a real state for college sports. Yeah. Mike says he'd give six and a half with Anderson playing quarterback and young at linebacker. <laughs> okay. Uh Iowa and Kentucky in the Music City Bowl at eleven AM on ABC on New Year's Eve. If I'm betting with Mike's money and I got a thousand dollars to bet you, I'll take the under on that. All day, every day. Do you know what it is? I don't really care. The last time I saw it was like 31 and a half. It is 31. The total in this game is lower than the total was for Army-Navy. Which went over. Because they went into overtime. Because of overtime. First time ever. You're correct. You're correct. First time in 16 years. I, I have total confidence in Kentucky and Iowa to hold this under under 31 points. No Will Levis, no Chris Rodriguez. The only way it's not is if these quarterbacks just go out there and throw a bunch of pick sixes, which is possible. Not not it's altogether possible. impossible. But I think it's yeah. under. Um, then we get to the playoff games. Yeah. New Year's Eve afternoon from the Fiesta Bowl, TCU in Michigan. I want to believe in TCU so badly. I want I want to see them win this game so badly, but I just don't think they got it. Michigan only a seven and a half point favorite. I, I know, and, that, and honestly, I might take the points, but I don't think it's an. I don't think they're going to win. 
and then 7 o'clock on New Year's Eve from Atlanta. It'll be 8 o'clock Atlanta time, Ohio State and Georgia, where Georgia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, so, so traditionally in the playoff era, one of the semifinals has been a blowout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this year this going to be one. different? Is there a scenario where both of these end up being touchdown games? Could we be that fortunate? No, Could we I, be that lucky? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think Georgia is going to roll all over Ohio State because Georgia can do the same things that Michigan can do, but they're they're more talented at every position. But they'll just run the football right down their throats, and Ohio State can't stop it, and they'll swallow up what Ohio State wants to do offensively. I think they're going to win by by a large margin. 21 plus. Get, get in the door price for TCU Michigan out in uh, Glendale. $148. Get in, the, get in the door price for Ohio State Georgia. Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. 265 yeah, That's still not terrible. No. For a playoff game. If we fast forward to Georgia Michigan, it feels like the, uh, the get in the door price is going to be a little bit higher. It will be a little bit higher. Sports Talk Mississippi, half an hour left with you when we come back. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Absolutely. I mean, it was really good, too. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like enough time has gone by that you can almost co-opt it. Yeah. 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 We can do what you're cooking for vittles. We do it every Friday. No, 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 that's that. Uh, Rhino pointed something (laughs) out on Twitter that, um, you know, felt like it was worth worth perhaps uh, just taking a peek at. He was making the observation that it was rare to uh, see his Fulham FC team ahead of uh, your uh, your Chelsea squad in the table. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah. about, man, it must feel, if you're Chelsea, like mm. you're standing at the foot of Mount Kilimanjaro looking up at the cannons at the top of the table. Boom! Go the cannons! <laughs> They 13, were ruthless in the second half today. And one? Yeah, they wow. played really well today. Wow. We'll see how they how they get along in this holiday season without Jesus, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and you know, and then in the uh the this my, my secondary, my secondary team, hey Dad, is still there. Yeah. Is it still there? Hotspur. You know, just kind of, kind of clipping along, hanging out. You know, the only guy in the world cheering for Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you think you st- I, when I, I, I picked teams, there was you didn't a guy, tell me there were rules. So there was a, you know, who Adam Richmond is guy from Man versus Food. 
Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. He, he's a big Tottenham fan. And they had him on a show one time, and this stuck with me. He was discussing, like, the difference between rivalries in uh, America and sports versus England. And he said, you know, Bears-Packers is a great rivalry, but Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal is like Israel and Palestine. Like the the fans can't even the fans can't even be in the same room with each other. They just they can't do it. And Richard's over here mediating peace between them. Evidently, you're the Camp David of of this rivalry. So, so you think I really need to, even though it's clearly just an act, just just go with Arsenal, so just to get under just, your skin. I just, I just need to stick with boom, go the cannons, and let it be done. Yeah, yeah, I would go with that route. Yeah. Rhino, if uh, if you're so inclined, there is room on the uh, the Cannons bandwagon if you'd like to join us. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with Fulham because they are full America. Any man who's any man who has been a Fulham fan for this, there's no getting him out. He's obviously diehard. I mean, they have a bar in the stadium named McBride's for Brian McBride, the U.S. star mm-hmm. of the 2002 World Cup. A man that loved the U.S. so much that he had to be taken out of a match against Mexico because they'd elbowed him in the face and he was bleeding so much. He didn't want to come out. He wanted to keep going, but they made him come out because it was a safety hazard. There was that much blood. Mm. There was a lot of blood. I remember that. Mm. Dempsey played for Fulham, too, didn't he? He did, and he scored an amazing goal against Juventus that they still celebrate to this day. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, I owe you an apology. Mm. And it is a collective you. It has nothing to do with soccer, by the way. Okay. Uh, We we were having so much fun just kind of rapping this afternoon about lots of different things that I completely forgot that it was Monday and that we do winners and losers (laughs) on Mondays at 4 o'clock. I just, it just completely slipped my mind. Dwayne and Brandon reminds us, he says, there's no winners and losers today. I was going to say Minshew was a winner. Not a bad outing. Yeah, threw for 350-ish. That's a good audition. That's, that's, that's a guy who somebody needs to pick him up and give him a starting job. Don't, you can't convince me there's 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than him. You can't do it. I agree. I agree. I know for sure of one that's not. I know for sure. <laughs> yes. And his name rhymes with Trussell Pilson. Yes. He is not Correct. as good as no. Gardner Minshew. Not no. even close. No, it's um, not even the same league. So we can either go back to winners and losers tomorrow or we can just punt and do that next week. Whatever. We'll do, we'll do it tomorrow with Borky back and we have the full crew. That'll be good. I am having fun walking through all these bowl games, and we have made it through the college football playoff semifinals, but that does not mean that bowl season ends. We'll take a break on January 1st. Yeah, we'll take a break on January 1st for uh, for an NFL Sunday. And then on Monday, January 2nd, we will kick things off at 11 a.m. on ESPN2 with the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who are in the top 25 at 8-4, and four, taking on Burt Bielema and the 8-4 and four fighting Illini of the University of Illinois. Mississippi State is a one-point favorite, and the total in this game is also low. 46 is the I total. That, I think that line has gone back and forth a little. I think Illinois has been a favorite. It's just been back and forth. Mm-hmm. Illinois is sort of where State was a year ago. A lot of opt-outs. They're key players opting out. 
Uh, also, their defensive coordinator is, is gone. He's taking another job. He's the head coach at Purdue now. Uh, so, I mean, so, but on Mississippi State side, obviously, a lot of transition there as well, uh, with Zach Arnett, you know, first time head coach. But at least it looks like State, for the most part, is intact as far as the roster goes. So, yeah. I'm interested to see the motivation. Everything I've heard is that. No, no Emmanuel as, Forbes, as, anybody else? I believe Emmanuel Forbes is playing in this game. He's been practicing. Oh, really? I think he's playing in this game. Yeah. Did we not initially think that so he was, was opting out? We did initially think, but he never said. He never oh. said. And I know that he's practiced up to this point. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm expecting by, to see by the Emmanuel way, Forbes on the field. I, I will just I will tell you, and if I am wrong, that I am wrong. Mm-hmm. If uh, if I am so inclined to place a wager on this game, that mm-hmm. wager will be going to Mississippi State. I just feel like they're they're as as motivated as a team can be outside of a playoff game in the bowl Playoffs. season. That's where this team is. They want to win for Mike Leach. Yeah, they want have to win to it, honor his memory. Have you gotten it on any sort of inflappable authority? As to uh, whether or not there's going to be a pirate flag on the helmets? Not inflappable, but there is a ton of smoke that there's something coming through the pipe that will be pirate-related. I Could be the helmet, or I, I don't think it's just going to be a sticker. I think it's going to be a, a – if it's going to be anything, it's going to be some sort of, of special helmet. Okay. Um, we talked about it on Thursday. The uh, the KLLM equipment truck is yeah. just looks spectacular. Super cool. Super very cool. well done. Very, very well yeah. done. A good tribute, uh, yeah. Somebody points out that Ra Ra and Dylan are out. Yeah, obviously, those have moved on. Ra Ra and Dylan are, are, are those are out, exactly. But that's it. We'll uh, let's spend some time tomorrow on this game, this matchup. Kind of what we're looking at, mm-hmm. Mississippi State and Illinois. But just looking at the rest of the slate of games that day, noon on ESPN, Tulane and Southern Cal in the Cotton Bowl. Is this one of those motivation game questions also? It, it, it sometimes is. It's the, the team that has to go play the group of five team is, I mean, I remember Houston beat Florida State. Uh, Central Florida beat uh, Auburn in, in, in the national championship year, quote, unquote. Hmm. Um, there was, Memphis gave Memphis, Penn, State Penn State a State, scare yeah, before yeah, they, they didn't win. They didn't win, but they gave. There was early on. It was it was really back and forth. So yeah, and Tulane. I mean, they have what? It kills me. Tulane has one loss this year to Southern Miss. Southern Miss got them. Nobody they else could. Well, they have two yeah, losses. They yeah, they, they, they lost to UCF in the regular Florida. season, and then turned out. Yeah, that's right. And they got the, the revenge of them. But but regardless. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're yeah, there, there's the opportunity that you're just like, oh God, we had this great season. Now we're playing Tulane. Come on. And you get caught by that sometimes. LSU Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Ah, I'd be a lot more interested if Aiden O'Connell was playing, but as it is, LSU probably rolls. Big favorite, fourteen and a half point favorite. News that yeah, Jaden Daniels yeah. is coming back. Borky did ask out loud. He's like, um, "That's great. Where was he going?" It's like the 258th ranked player on the draft board. <laughs> I, I thought about this, and I, I talked about this. It's on tomorrow's podcast. Richard, I'm telling you right now, if we had to fill out a ballot today, this would be the first time I wouldn't pick Alabama to win the West. 
You can pick LSU. Mm-hmm. What thought you bring back? Yeah, I think I am. Mm-hmm. You still need to see who's going to play quarterback for Alabama next year, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. If Drake and, May takes $5 million and comes to Tuscaloosa, that might change my mind. And, and perhaps what they add in terms of wide receiver in the transfer portal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Too many questions. LSU doesn't have as many questions. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, and then Penn State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. On, that should be uh, a slugfest. Utah favored in that game. Be a brawl. Yeah, I would take National Utah Championship game will happen Monday, January 9th. That is two weeks from today. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next on this day after Christmas in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Mississippi. Here's more. Super Talk. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, good to be with you. Sports Talk brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. i got to pack a bag for Houston tomorrow, get the uh, Genteel stuff, the pants and the shirts and the pullovers, load them all in and be ready to go. If, uh, if you're looking to shop post-Christmas and you don't go necessarily to their online store, you can shop at Harry Meyer Clothiers in uh, Meridian, Landry's in Oxford, SF Allman in Gulfport. I'll give you the full list. Smith & Company in Greenwood, Steve's on the Square in Philadelphia, Country Gentleman in Greenville, Chandelure Outfitters in Ocean Springs, Kincaid's Fine Clothing in Ridgeland, Reed's in Starkville, Randy Price & Company in Hattiesburg, Abraham's in Indianola, The Wellender in Brandon, Mile 363 in Natchez, T. Sappington & Company in New Albany, Abrahams in Cleveland, Claude Julians in Kosciuszko, MLM in Tupelo, Shirley Dogs in Corinth, the well-dressed man in Brookhaven, and Oxbow in Memphis. Those are all of the Mississippi retailers that carry Genteel. Our thanks to Genteel. It's been a great partnership, and we're excited about 2023 with them as well. What are you going to do tonight, hey, Dad? Day after Christmas. It's kind of like a weird it's a calendar day. Yeah. It? Yeah, like this is like a good movie kind of day, but that's probably what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything jump out to you from the NFL yesterday or or Saturday? Because there were some there were some big performances, right? I mean, the Jets laid a yeah. stinker on Thursday. Jags beat them. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. The Saints getting the win. Yeah. They're showing some life here at the end. It's too late. If they hadn't blown that game in Tampa a few weeks back, they might still be in the hunt here, but. And then, of course, Tampa last night, you know, everybody writing off Brady, but then he, what does he do? He goes and finds a way to win the game. Um, he's clearly not playing his best football, but found a way to win the game. Yeah. Uh, so he's done that a couple of times. The NFC stretch, South. Right? Yeah. The NFC South, just one of the biggest train wrecks you'll ever see. But yeah. 
Um, Somebody's going to win that division. They have to. Bills and Bears, it took a while, but the Bills, big second half. They outscored Chicago 29-3 to in the second half. Yeah. Chiefs beat the Seahawks to get to 12-3 and on the year. Walk-off game winner, 61-yard game-winning field goal uh, for the Vikings to win 27-24 yeah. over the Giants. Bengals-Patriots controversy there. Is, is Mac Jones a dirty player? I, I, eh. You can make a case. Panthers smoked the Lions, who uh, had been, you know, Lions have been playing well. pretty good football. Yeah. yeah. Ravens the over Panthers. the Falcons. The, the Texans beat the Titans 19-14. to It's their second win of the year. Right, That's Texans. a bad loss for Tennessee. Texans know they can uh, they can afford a win. They're not in any danger of losing that number one pick. Yeah. Um, how about Brock Purdy and the Niners? Thirty-seven to twenty over Washington. Mister Irrelevant. What a great story. Maybe the most impressive performance of the weekend. And I know defensively, mm-hmm. but I mean, think about who they were playing. Cowboys win it 40-34. to 34. Dak throws uh-huh. for 347 and three touchdowns. Zeke mm-hmm. Elliott has a rushing touchdown. Gardner Minshew threw for 355 with a couple of TDs and the loss for Philadelphia. And I know that probably didn't mean as much for Philadelphia as it did for Dallas, but Dallas needed that win. They needed that win, and uh, and they got it. So, big win. Big win for Dak and the Cowboys. That was definitely the game of the weekend, for sure. I have not seen the TV ratings. My assumption is that be big, uh, yeah, Eagles Cowboys on Saturday afternoon, Christmas Eve is pretty. If good there's number. anything that the the TV execs have have to love, it's important December NFC East games because you get New York and Philadelphia, you get the Cowboys who everybody watches. I mean, and, and Washington. I mean, the, the the NFC East being good is good for television ratings. Yeah, and no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Let's see, Eagles Cowboy. I don't know if we've seen a rating on that yet. Nah, it shouldn't be out till tomorrow, should it? Because they'll they'll want to put the Monday night game on there. Well, yeah, but sometimes individual game ratings will go ahead and pop up. Uh-huh. So. Uh, did any of your pipes freeze? No, uh, we had a, a young lady here watching our cats while we were gone, and she was kind enough to turn the, the pipes on for us. Yeah. Um, Dwayne and Brandon was talking Thursday about my wife, thinking that I have a problem listening to you guys so much. She came home from Christmas shopping. First thing she said was, I don't think you have a problem. <laughs> she was listening while she was out and about. I love it. Thanks, Dwayne. We're a good show. Thanks, Dwayne. Hey, enjoy your Monday evening. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon. Michael Borky will be back. Rhino, thanks for being with us, bud. No problem. Always thanks, Rhino. Good to have Rhino back in the big chair. For Michael Borky, I, uh, Michael Borky, who will be back tomorrow. For Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Good night.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.